I am a foot taller than my ex. So anyone that looked at us would really think that if there was an abusive relationship, it wasn't going to be me receiving, I guess. Welcome back to Other People's Lives. I'm Joe Sanigato. I'm Greg Dybeck. For anyone out there that would like to be a guest on our show, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Our email is oplpodcast at gmail.com. Just send us an email with your story and we'll get back to you. Yes. Today, we're speaking with a man who reached out and wants to talk about a side of abusive relationships that isn't talked about so often. Uh, in this case, it's a man being abused by a woman in the relationship, uh, which can often be brushed off as not that serious or not likely or that a man might be exaggerating the abuse. But this is obviously a very real dynamic in relationships out there. So we'll be hearing about it from a man's perspective, uh, from someone who has gone through it. So we've got the guests on the line. And first of all, thanks so much for being on and sharing your story today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So I didn't spoil it in the intro, but your email subject line was very specific uh, in the sense of you kind of, um, I guess, painting a picture of uh, the difference between you and your girlfriend. Can you kind of talk about that a little bit? Yeah, basically, I tried to make it a point to, I mean, if you looked at the two of us, the main thing I wanted to specify was I am a foot taller than my ex. So... I was six one, six two, around that range, and she was like five foot. Basically saying anyone that looked at us would really think that if there was an abusive relationship, it wasn't going to be me receiving, I guess. Right. So I, I guess I uh, would try and like, that's basically my uh, what I wanted to specify and because it's basically just don't trust basically what you see because it's not always what actually is happening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So can you kind of describe, uh, you know, exactly what, you know, the situation was, I mean, you kind of like painted the picture for us. You're a lot bigger than her. Um, but obviously there's different ways to kind of, uh, go about abuse in a relationship. So can you just kind of, I guess, start from the beginning when you started to notice things were, um, kind of going down this road yeah so i mean yeah we started out like any relationship honeymoon phase for a long time then when i first started to notice some changes it wasn't anything physical up until the point it was only her basically trying to control like almost every aspect of my life from the littlest things of like what we're doing that day to which i mean obviously that's not very red flaggy it's just it started growing and growing into the point where um, she would try and control the conversations I would have. What do you mean by that? So if I was talking with anyone specifically, like uh, when I was with her, she would not want me to talk to my friends because like she wanted it to be just all focused on her. So which like, I couldn't even like respond to like maybe a text that happened or like if they call me, she would want me to not respond or not even answer. But the major thing with that is like, if anyone, even like friends I had before talking with her and like getting with her, she would not want me to talk to any female friends I would have, or even if they were her friends, like 
we would hang out with like some of her friends, she would not want me to talk to them either. Like sometimes even in person, she would want me to like focus on her. And there was at one point where she even, I was uh, asleep at her house and she, I woke up to her on my phone looking through my messages, trying to make sure I wasn't doing anything she wouldn't like, I could say. Yeah. And was this like a really stark difference from the beginning of the relationship? You mentioned honeymoon phase, but in the kind of early stages, were there some of these red flags or did it just kind of feel like there was a point in the relationship where she really changed and started becoming super controlling? Oh, from the, in the honeymoon phase, she was basically like, there was no problems, no arguments, not even a slight disagreement. So it was basically like a drastic, just, whoa, what's going on here? So it sort of like, obviously took me aback, but after like the honeymoon phase was almost like a year or a year and a half. So like, obviously I was like, I, I understand relationships depend on how long they are fully, but obviously a year of like no disagreements, that type of thing, you're pretty much trying to go in it for the long run type thing. So Mm-hmm. little disagreements that start to come up you sort of like push away and like not recognize it's like hey this might be an issue in the future right so i mean what what kind so like when what was your response when uh these things started happening when she started to feel like she was she was starting to control your life she wanted more of your attention uh did you just kind of uh concede to that or were there a lot of like bumping heads because of that well um she happened to be my first ever girlfriend. So at the time I was basically, I, I'm a big dude that doesn't exactly, I, I don't think it's possible for me even to get angry. So every time she did something like this, I would basically be like, okay, yeah, if that's what makes you happy, yeah, I'll do that. To the point where it, she was the type that if I ever said no to anything, cause there would be times like, I, I would have to say no or else like th- there was nothing I could do. But even if it was a impossibility, she would not accept no as an answer and would be upset with me thinking it was like my fault for it being impossible. That type of thing. It's interesting to mention too, that that was your first relationship because if that's the case, there's, there's no real like reference point for you or I guess an understanding of how it, a relationship could be different. So I could just imagine that being confusing where it's been a year and a half. You said you don't want to lose this person. It's the first relationship. Do you think that I guess looking back, put you in a position where you sort of were uh, able to be controlled a little more because of that? Yeah, definitely. Cause in in my head when I was going through all this, it basically was just like, oh, this must just how, how it is. Like, I, I've never been in a relationship, so I didn't know, is this not how it's supposed to be, that type of thing. So in that sense, I just basically accepted it also as a fact of like, I didn't know if this is just who she is, that type of thing. I didn't want to just not accept her for who she is, I guess. But at the same time, I just... I guess was inexperienced at sensing uh, problems in relationships. Okay. I think that's sort of normal for people. I, you know, it's hard to identify things when you're 
in it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But okay, so was it? Was there um, you know other forms of sort of abuse that she kind of exuded? Yeah. Like, so she basically it started out with the whole controlling, and then it basically became she was always mad at me, no matter what. Like each time we would hang out, every day we'd spend together would end up somehow, some way, her being mad at me to the point where it slowly and slowly started becoming physical, physical in a way that, uh, it, she would start hitting me in a way, uh, like it wasn't like playful, like she never like playful, like open hand slap. It was always close hand, like try and hit me with her knuckles type thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's strange. Do you kind of remember what was going through your mind at the time that that started to happen? Because I'm sure even for you and like the dynamic you laid out in the beginning, a six, two man and five, one's pretty short for a woman too. Like, was it, did you kind of immediately understand like, this is strange or this might be wrong or like, wow, she's kind of really hitting me. Or did it take some time to get to that point uh, of you to realize that? Well, it, it sort of took some time because at first, like, I mean, I'll, I'll admit, like, I'm a big dude. So, like, even if she, like, tr- like tried fully, like, because like, it started out, like, maybe she'll do it, like, once, like, and, like, I'll just basically shrug it off because at, at the same time, yeah, it left, a, it would leave a bruise or something. But at the same time, it's, I'm, I'm a big dude. I can take a hit, I guess, but it's also at the same part, it's, it's more about the feeling behind it really, because I, I, I could take the damage all day. It's just knowing the person you loved at the time want, like wanted to hurt you is more damaging than the hit itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is just kind of crazy to hear that because I think like you said, like whether you could take the damage or not, if, the other person is kind of putting their full effort in to hurt you. That's kind of hard to swallow. So do you remember kind of how that began to escalate or kind of how often did she do this and did she ever get to the point of hurting you? Well, there is a, so it's slowly like grew and grew to the point where she would, I mean, every time we were together, there would be times where like she either did it like jokingly or like, but the jokingly was like sparsely in between, but it would be like, if she was annoyed with me, she would like uh, aim for the chest or stomach. She, uh, she luckily, I don't want to say luckily, but um, didn't ever go for the face except for maybe one time where she, uh, uh, what, she, whatever she was holding, I think it was her phone or TV remote. She got upset with, I think something I said, I, but she ended up trying to throw that at me and it hitting me uh, in the nose, causing uh, me to have a nosebleed. Uh, so, it, and it, even with something like that, is that another thing that you just kind of like shrug off in the moment, or is there a discussion, or you know, is there you ever saying something like, you know, you can't do that? Obviously, um, you know, was there any sort of like that, or you just kept shrugging it off? I. It was for the almost the entire relationship was just me like shrugging off almost everything that happened because, uh, I mean, the normal depiction of like 
what a guy's supposed to be in a relationship. It's just like, I mean, you you can take this. You're like, be a man, walk it off, that type of thing. So I just like, if I got him the face, it's like, I've been in contact sports. I've been hit multiple times. I've had uh, broken, uh, not broken nose, uh, been hit in the nose before and caused a nosebleed. I, so I was like, I mean, I'll just walk it off. I'll go wash my face with water, that type of thing. So it, I guess I could say like uh, I let a lot of things slide, I guess, because I didn't know that it was a problem even during. Cause and did it, did it progressively get uh, more common? Like this just became the way that she sort of dealt with issues? Yes. She, she never wanted to talk anything out. <clears throat> she actually insistently tried to not talk about anything I brought up. Like if I brought up an issue where it wasn't even related to the, her hitting me, it was like, Hey, uh, we're getting an argument about something. She would say, let's, let's take a break, not talk to each other for a few days and we'll pick it back up and see where we were. We would never talk about that problem again. It would just be a slight, like, Oh, we'll go on our day by ourselves but we'd end up talking by the end of the day. So it wasn't even a break. So she just basically tried to push every problem away and not actually try and solve it. But the problem she actually didn't, I guess, even try to push away. She just basically, you know, would get mad or anything and either punch me in the arm or something, that type of thing. But Hmm. yeah, it, it became frequently to the point where, I, I can't remember a day in the last half of our relationship where she didn't do that. Wow. It's yeah. I mean, it just sounds like total psychological abuse, physical abuse and just control and manipulation. But it's, it is, you know, to hear you say that, like from your perspective as a much bigger man and you know, this isn't something at least that, you know, I'm aware of that. Like, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of outlets for a man going through something like this to kind of turn to, or, or I don't know how openly other men are kind of talking about this situation, because like you even just said before, it's almost ingrained in your head to brush it off. Don't worry about it. Or, you know, convince yourself, well, that punch didn't hurt that much. So, you know, I could just take it. And like, I'm the man in this relationship. So, but that's really hard, I think, as kind of a burden to carry with you. And I'm sure very confusing in the moment. And did you have any outlets or did you kind of tell anyone about this at any point or did you keep it to yourself for most of the time? Um, I didn't tell anyone about this until after the relationship ended, actually. And I didn't I actually have not told anyone to this detail until this podcast. Oh, wow. Basically. It's it's the type of thing where you fear what people will you know think because they'll look at you as less because of I, I understand like most people probably won't it's just at the same time you can't get rid of that just you think that they'll think less of you because you have I guess these issues that you would like to talk about so you felt what, like your friends would judge you and think that you were weak. 
basically, but at, also at the same time, like I, I love my friends. They're good friends. I knew they wouldn't. It's just at the same time, if I like during the relationship, I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't like go out to them because like they would instantly, I knew instantly, like they'd tell me like, dude, just leave her that type of thing. But in my right. mind, it's the whole phrase love is blind. I feel like love isn't blind to like, like appearances, that type of thing. Love is blind to the problems that could be there. It's literally blind to everything. You just only focus on the things you want to focus on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that's fair. And how then do you begin to even climb out of this, you know, this kind of, this control by her, but also this control in a way just by your own mind, I guess, just by the idea of masculinity, by the idea of not wanting to tell friends, maybe embarrassment. Like, how do you take that step? Cause that seems like a very kind of big leap from where you were to say like, I need to end this relationship or try to fix it or stand up to her. Yeah. Well, to be honest, I didn't even want to end the relationship until uh, well there were times where we would break up but it was always in my head that if i didn't go back to her i would have no one else because she got me to such a low point that i felt like there was no other possibility mm-hmm. so to near near the end it would slowly get to a point where i felt like basically there was no point in it in in life itself i guess so i didn't I started to not really focus on the relationship and started more focusing on myself because it brought me to a point where I wasn't really, I guess, focused in a term of wanting to make her happy. I was more focused on, hey, I'm I'm not in a good place right now. Let, let, let's try and fix that type of thing. Okay. So you were like basically putting your happiness first over hers for the first time. And you were like, you know what, this is what I need to do for me. Yes. And to, to the point of when I started doing that, I slowly realized, Hey, she does, she got more and more mad to times where I would try and focus on myself, which slowly got me to a point of like slowly seeing the like signs of what was happening. And to be honest, that was a, one of the first times I actually started to realize like, Hey, she is a problem, that type of thing. Cause during the time I would always just shrug it off and be, I would always just go back to smile and just be like, this, this is pretty good. Having someone that quote unquote loves you type of thing. Mm-hmm. When you said that, uh, you know, you noticed that she would get upset when you would work on yourself. What, what are some examples of that? So if there were times where like, I was like down or something like today wasn't my day and I was trying to like maybe do do something like one of my hobbies that type of thing to like you know relax a bit and she would call and like try and hang out like I I would always you know like at the time love hanging out with her but it would also like there would be times where I would feel pressured into hanging out with her near the end of our relationship is that part of the manipulation too like do you think where when you did even come close to trying to separate or work on yourself, which she sort of like I, a term that we've learned on the show and that has come up a lot is kind of like love bombing where she, as someone that's kind of trying to control and manipulate you 
and abusing you could almost um, kind of like just switch it up when she needs to, where like now she's really loving and caring and wants to hang out with you. But then once she has you kind of like back in her control, the abuse picks up again. Yeah. It's, it's actually strange. Like, cause like this has been quite some time since this actually happened. So I can actually see like, there have been times where I've talked to people and, and I've seen the signs of it and it's people that, uh, try and abuse people and like control them they when they're starting to lose you they act all nice but as soon as they know that they have you close again they instantly just go back to the way they were they don't they act like they change it to like keep you there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i guess to to hear from you as a man that are that's kind of going through these same things it's just um it's very interesting and it's it's powerful and it is that kind of reminder that uh you know abuse it doesn't have to do with sex gender like it's these people are essentially using the same tactics and you know again i think in your case as a man it's like you want to push this off as long as you can before you kind of admit to yourself like i'm being abused in this relationship um but yeah, no, we've, we've heard that a lot on the show, I think, about those kind of tactics and how an abuser kind of lives on the two extreme sides of a spectrum of, you know, being, they kind of revert back and forth to like how they were in the beginning of how they kind of got you in with love, but then switch to the abuse side. And then when they need to switch back, they can switch. So, yeah, um, I'm very curious then, how did you ultimately pull yourself away from this? Cause it seems like you were starting to try starting to focus on yourself and then you'd kind of get sucked back into it. Uh, what was that big moment that made you realize you have to get out and how did that go over with her? Well, it was, uh, it sort of ended kind of anticlimactic cause it wasn't like a slow, gradual, like, yeah, I was starting to like focus on myself type of thing, but I was still wanting to be with her that, even though I was starting to see the signs, I, I was okay. there for too long. I felt I wanted to still be with her, that type of thing. So when I slowly got to the end point of our relationship, she, I guess the like last two times, I think we hung out. It was nothing but arguments. And say, cause it's all been aimed towards me. She didn't, aim anything like she didn't want me to talk to my friends but she never said anything bad about my friends but on the last day she started just basically going off on both my family and my friends so i was like this isn't just about me at this point this is she does does not care i guess she just wants to basically hurt Mm -hmm. in a way that i like I, i i can't continue this so i in person with her uh ended things which obviously wouldn't turn out well as she started screaming all this stuff i had to instantly get out of the house get in my car and like driveway but she was like she tried to chase my car that type of thing oh wow yeah so she was trying to you are assuming like hit you or something because you were breaking up with her yeah, she basically instantly got mad, that type of thing. And I can only assume that she was going to try to, but I knew instantly, like I've 
already start to see like, hey, she this is just how she is. She is going to do this if I do this. So I, I also at that time, like after I drove away and went back to my place, she I blocked her on everything that I didn't want any communication because I didn't want the chance to be lured back in because it what wouldn't be the first time mm. that time. So it, surprisingly enough, after I did that, there was nothing. I haven't spoken a word to her since that day. Wow. Wow. You did mention um, in the email, you, you wrote, when you managed to get away from her, she took it upon herself to go to the police. Uh, what was that about? That seems kind of like a drastic last attempt from her. Like, what, what did she say or did she accuse you of something? Well, we still hung around our same group. So it started out as like small rumors of just me being a bad boyfriend. It slowly went up to hey, I was abusive. And then it went up to her telling our friend group, which one of my friends actually alerted me before she even went to the police about this. She told in my friend group that uh, basically she said that I, without consent, had intimate relations with her. And obviously my friends knowing me, they instantly went to me and was like, Hey, we know you didn't do this, but she's saying all these things about you. So after I was told all this, obviously I wasn't too happy about that. But I was like, if I try and engage her and like talk to her about this, it's only going to make it worse. I didn't think she was actually going to go to the police about it. But like two or three weeks later, I got a letter in the mail saying that the police wanted to come talk to me, that type of thing. Wow. That, yeah, and so they wouldn't answer, like, obviously, because they wanted to bring me in, ask me questions, that type of thing. But we got a lawyer, had him talk to them, and they he got them to say that, yeah, she came in and basically accused me of uh, raping her. Wow. And whatever happened to to this like whatever did anything ever come of this well after that letter there was like obviously like you get an accusation like that it's just your whole world feels like it shuts down because like you never could picture that in your entire life like what i i never thought in a day like i would have to even think about like i could possibly go to jail for something i didn't do yeah and I mean, does the dynamic, you know, to kind of circle back to what we said in the beginning and your subject line, like I would feel like there's extra fear when there's a five, one woman who is the one going to the police and saying my gigantic boyfriend has abused me and raped me. I would assume that the police will seriously look into that. Yeah. Well, shockingly enough, I obviously I'm, very grateful for this but they didn't actually you know i i guess they they investigated on their side but they never involved me i guess like they never forced me to like come in because I, I don't think that's allowed well it is but like, like they would need a warrant that type of thing but um they 
probably, I don't know, we never got any information because they aren't allowed to tell us of any investigation, but I have heard nothing since I talked to my lawyer about what happened. Because I'm interesting. I'm very grateful, but like, it's also didn't help any of the fear because like I knew it could still be going on, that type of thing. But I also knew that like it, I knew stories of, hey, that I guess uh, girls versus guys word, that type of thing, where even if there's no evidence, if it's a girl saying it versus a guy saying it, like despite the size difference between me and her, it, it, there's more likely chance to like believe the the woman accusing of this because like it's almost like you're not going to walk up to someone like accusing someone and be like no you're wrong because like I mean who, who would do that but it's at the same time you you don't know if he actually did that so you, you just gotta not take sides and not assume instantly this is how it went down Mm. Yeah, it's just such a life changing accusation, you know, for you as well. And like, obviously, hearing the story and knowing that you're coming from an abusive relationship uh, as a man. And then, but that is also something typical, I think, that we have an understanding of now from conversations is once you did get away, it's now it's like burn the house down, like drastic measures, like I will bring this guy down and like, I don't care if I, you know, ruin his life, destroy his life, his reputation, whatever it is. And I have no doubt, uh, from hearing the story that she cared if you did go to jail or not. Um, luckily you are not in jail and you're here talking to us. And, uh, it's, it's good to hear that that kind of was the final breakup. Um, but wow, that's, yeah, that's really scary to deal with. Uh, I'm sure. But it's wow. just a point of what you were saying. It's it was no longer a mission to get me back. It was more of a it, it tradi- not traditional, but the whole saying of if I can't have them, no one can. That type of thing. She just basically wanted to get rid of me entirely. I guess. Yeah, seems like it. So ever since the breakup, you guys had like zero contact. Did you ever hear of anything about how she's doing or, you know, any sort of other attempts at her I trying would, to, you know? I would hear, um, cause like, I, like I said, we had this near same friend groups. Like my friends would be friends with some of her friends, that type of thing. So obviously like the people she told all, like she would go on about like, how I was a bad boyfriend, like I, like how I said. So that was about the only thing I ever heard after the breakup was her just spreading all this type of nonsense about me. And I would always hear it from my friends and they would always come to me, be like, dude, you, you gotta do something. She is just constantly going at this. But I knew like, if I even like looked in her direction, she would try and make it a certain way that, Oh, I did something. And, Obviously, even if I didn't, apparently she ended up accusing me anyway. Right. Yeah. Another attempt to lure you in somehow, if not with love, then just trying to destroy your reputation. But, um, wow. Have you been in a relationship since? Uh, I actually have been, yes, but, uh, nowhere near as long as this one, but it's also just been 
I guess, mutual understanding, like in in the ways those like went about and ended. Mm-hmm. Like there was no like, because I understood now, like before getting in, like I'd understand like if there was any red flags that type of thing. I actually had some experience, not exactly good experience, but it was something that would help me, I guess, in, in the future. Yeah, no, I was, I was going to ask that and that's good to hear. Cause I was also wondering too, if, you know, sometimes it's extremely hard to get back into a relationship after something like that. But, um, to hear that you've been in some and that it seems like you're using that terrible experience, uh, to help guide you and, uh, look for red flags. And I think, uh, I would assume put yourself first in this situation, uh, and you know, that, that type of thing. So that's, that's really, uh, good to hear. And, you know, we're, we're definitely curious. I mean, any advice or anything that you would leave, you know, listeners with or anyone in this situation. Um, and, you know, again, like, you know, we're, this is sort of a niche topic here because it's not spoken about a lot, not niche in that it doesn't happen, but that it's not spoken. So even just specifically, uh, for men who might find themselves in this position or who might, um, think this maybe in the back of their heads that like, am I being abused in my relationship by you know a woman? Um, anything that you would want to kind of leave them with? I guess I would probably just try and make the point across that. Like, even if you can take the hits doesn't mean that you should exactly take them, I guess it, in, in a way, like you, it might not hurt as much as it, it does to like, maybe like someone else being abused of like a bigger strength difference of someone that's weaker, that type of thing. But it's also at the same time, being hit is being hit and, it's not exactly something you should do in a relationship, even like to the point where this relationship has made it to the point where I don't, obviously you can, if you want to, that type of thing. But in a relationship, I, I, I've had a relationship where she playfully like would like, like bash me on the arm. Like, obviously like I knew she was being playful, but I was like instantly like, Hey, mm-hmm. like I, I had to talk with her about that. Cause it's just I don't think otherwise unless there is fully like you know they are okay with it, you should lay hands on each other, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. I think that's important and, you know, definitely something that, you know, it sounds like you'll be able to uh, kind of communicate to future, you know, partners. But, um, yeah. yeah, we really appreciate you coming on and giving us the perspective uh, of one that, you know, you don't usually hear. You usually hear you know, the other side of that. Um, so we think it's super important and we appreciate you coming on and and talking to us. I appreciate you having me. Yeah. Good luck with everything. And and thank you again. Thank you. All right. right. Have have a good one. Have a good one. You as well. Bye. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. When you're at your best, you can do great things, but sometimes life gets you bogged down, you may feel overwhelmed, or like you're not showing up in the way that you want. And working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you, and that's because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything that life throws at you. Personally, I 
always talk about this. I've used therapy for over a year now. I truly consider it to be the best decision that I've ever made. It has helped me with some tremendous life changes, transitions from work to starting a family to getting married, uh, all things that are uh, super challenging, hard to navigate. And therapy has really helped me kind of center myself and be able to you know, work through these big moments. And if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, it's flexible, it's affordable, and it is entirely online. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime you want for no additional cost. It's really, really simple. So no driving to a therapist, no waiting rooms, no seeing anyone in person all online, super easy, and you can switch if you don't like the first person that you're matched up with uh, as many times as you need for no charge. So you can ultimately find someone that really feels like the best fit for you. And if you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash OPL and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash OPL and get 10% off your first month. Breaking news for you guys, Manscaped is now selling beard products. That's right, they've gone from waist to face to help you replace that bulky razor with their brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Manscaped has helped you get the golden rod of a Greek god and now they've created the best tools for you to turn heads with a clean, perfectly groomed, and conditioned beard. You can finally tame your mane by heading over to manscaped.com and using our code OPL for 20% off plus free shipping. Uh, this kit is truly a life changer. If you're confused like me about how to groom your beard, uh, you should see what I do. I've done everything from like just scissors that I found lying around to just like straight up razors with a, you know, no like safety thing on it. And I'm just trying to wing it. I've had so many times where I've just cut right into my beard and it looks terrible and I have to wait for it to grow back. So I'm super excited about this and you don't have to have drawers full of like 20 guards anymore. This beard kit uh, has 20 lengths. So it's never been easier to find your signature beard look. It also has beard shampoo and conditioner. They have beard oil. They have beard balm. So you get everything you need to perfectly groom this puppy. And you can get 20% off and free shipping with our code OPL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code OPL. The Manscaped Beer Hedger Pro Kit is the premier solution to face grooming. I thought that was a really concise and powerful way to put it at the end. I think you just said, if just because you can take the hits doesn't mean that you should. And that, that was um, really cool, really simple, but really powerful. And uh, like we said, like just that's a perspective I've just never heard before. And I think like as men, we could both admit how difficult it would be to like come out and talk about this, you know, even like bring the subject up with friends, with family, and probably in your own mind, try to push it off for as long as possible, like he did. Um, yeah. It's a difficult one because, uh, you know, for the reason that he said, it's not, 
there, there are people who are not worried about being labeled as weak of being like, Oh yeah, my girlfriend has been hitting me and they're not worried about that. The, what they're worried about or just kind of anticipating is their friends, like the advice their friends will give them, which would be just like, that's so wrong, dude. Like you should leave them. Mm -hmm. And most of the time people know that they know like, yeah, I know this is bad and I know I should leave them and this isn't working out, but I can't for some reason, like people just get locked and frozen into these relationships and it's kind of unexplainable and people who aren't you will never really understand why or, or, you know, it just seems so simple. Like, Hey, that's wrong. If she hits you, you know, this should be done, which I, and also, you know, to his point of saying that, you know, just because you can't take the hits, you shouldn't absolutely true. And especially when it comes to physical altercations, no matter what, both ways, women and men should never stand for that in a relationship. Um, you know, obviously there is a playful way to kind of go about that, but, uh, as soon as it becomes like a serious thing or a way that someone's a pattern of behavior where someone is like expressing themselves via physical, like abuse, that has to end like immediately and mm -hmm. or, or be addressed. And it's easier said and uh, said than done, especially when you're in a relationship for an extended period of time. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, it's a difficult thing, especially as, 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 you know, as men to, to have to sit there and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm being abused by this person who's a foot smaller than me. And I outweigh them by a hundred pounds. Like they're abusing me and yeah. it is possible. And it, it obviously like, and there is a real thing like that. I think um, that's important too, as just a message, like it is possible, it is real and it happens. And like abuse is abuse and it's not watered down or anything. Just, you know, if it's a man getting abused by a woman or size difference or anything like yeah. that, it's just, no, it, it doesn't work that way. It's also uh, not a boxing fight. Like it's like the size <laughs> doesn't matter. Like the abuses could be physical or it could be, you know, anything else it could be verbal or mental or whatever it is like emotional abuse, like all of these things can happen. You can be abused by anybody. Um, and you know, especially in sort of relationships, long-term relationships, it can be very tricky and difficult for people to kind of pull themselves out of it. So if someone does confide in you and tell you they are being abused, you really have to like treat that lightly and be understanding because what, how they respond to that may not make a whole bunch of sense, but you have to understand that you're not in their position and in their relationship and dealing with everything else, every, everything else that comes with that. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's just best to try and just be someone to, who's going to listen to them and, you know, give advice and try to help, but not set expectations on this person who's already getting <laughs> abused. You can't, mm. you know, then put these things on them being like, you should do this. You should do that. Cause now you're just like not really helping. Yeah. No, it's, it's, I think that's really important to say. And like, we've learned from all the conversations on this show, like, especially during one of these episodes, the question that we will never ask is why didn't you leave? Like, that's not the question right. that you say to, you know, a victim of abuse or a survivor of an abusive relationship. We've learned it's much more nuanced than that. Um, but yeah. And, and he just seems like a, a really kind of just good guy from the conversation. And like, I feel for him and that being a first relationship where that probably means so much to a person too. Like now I have this, this coveted thing. I have this relationship. I've been with this person for a long time. Like, I don't want to lose this. You know, you've put the time, you've put the effort in and it is hard to just kind of end that. Um, but 
again, really, um, really, really thank him for coming on, uh, and, and for sharing that perspective because I don't think enough men do who, who go through that. Yeah. Agreed. And, um, for anyone out there who would like to be a guest on our show, hit us up. Our email is oplpodcast at gmail.com. Send us your story and we'll hit you back. Yeah, follow us on Instagram, on TikTok, at OPL Podcast. You could head over to patreon.com slash OPL show if you want to support the show that way. And we will see you next time. Yep, see you guys.